on the beach, the only place to read your emails and tweets. It's Wednesday, August 12th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and joining us here to ride some waves, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey hey The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Last but not least, making this magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Keep your emails coming, guys. Send them in. You guys have been awesome at this. No dunks at theathletic.com, or you can tweet them in at no dunks inc or use the hashtag no dunks. And uh, make sure you're listening to the bubble wrap every night. We go live on YouTube and then flip that into a podcast after the last big game of the day from Disney World. <laughs> it used to be the last game of the day, but some of these don't matter anymore as we hit the home stretch of the seeding games. But uh, shout out to everyone that's been having a lot of fun with us on Bubble Wrap. But let's get to the cues task. We've got another great batch here. Yeah, here come 10 solid emails for you. First one. Hey, no dinky dinks. After watching Lakers Clippers on fake opening night, I realized how much I hope for a LeBron versus Paul George battle during the playoffs. And I thought it would be awesome if they were having a great game at the same time again so we could get a repeat of the high five between them as opponents like in the playoffs several years back. Yeah, Heat Pacers way back. Which interaction or matchup would you like to see a second time? Stand up, wash your eyes to tell a performance. That's from Anders in Norway. Wash your eyes. (laughs) Wash your eyes. You never know. You never know. I like flushing out my eyes too. Like I'm in a science class. Just put it right below the tap. (laughs) Flush her out. Uh, Skeets, which interaction would you like to see one more time? Well, this is pretty obvious after what's happened over the last little bit. Give me Dame versus Paul George. Forget Paul George and LeBron. We need to see Lillard versus PG. Now, Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen here in the playoffs unless the Blazers get into the eighth seed, pull off some upsets, and the Clippers go to the conference finals, and then we would have them play each other. But, you know, everybody knows the story by now. We've been talking about it on Bubble Wrap since missing those two free uh, free throws against the Clippers last weekend uh, and got taunted by Patrick Beverly and Paul George. Lillard's gone bonkers. Like, they've unleashed the beast here. He scored 51 and then 61 last night. Uh, shooting 55% from the floor, barely missing any free throws since they were taunting him. It'd be awesome to see. They've squashed Dame the beef, though, haven't they? Get to shut up. They, well, they've squashed it. Sure, I want to see it on the floor, though. I'd yeah. like I, something tells me if Lillard had another 50-point game and a game-winning shot versus Paul George, some words would be shared. Let's just put it that way, or at can least imagine, gestures. So, can you imagine if Lillard knocked both Beverly and Paul George out of the playoffs again with another another uh, buzzer-beating series ender? Imagine that. That would just. Uh... That would be incredible if he could. We take can only dream, Lee. We can only dream. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Though I did see Ziller today. Wonder, could this have been 4D chess by the Clippers to spark the eruption of Mount Dame just in time for him to go nuts and get into the playoffs and maybe face the Lakers? I love that thinking from Ghostface Ziller there. Uh, them taunting Lillard angered him enough that he's now going to get into the playoffs and uh, maybe try and pull off the upset but yeah this is an obvious one for me although like trey said very unlikely oh well we'll have to save it for for next year save it for next year but i mean that clippers lakers matchup looks so tasty for some of the old school rivalries lebron versus paul george is huge but what about lebron versus joachim noah that was the first thing i thought when the clippers signed him to a 10-day noah back in the bulls days lebron with cleveland and miami 
Uh, they were they were rivals for quite some time there. Who wants to go to Cleveland? Nobody. People do want to go to Los Angeles, as evidenced by LeBron and Joachim Noah both going to Los Angeles, but uh, Noah has a way of getting underneath LeBron's skin, and you know that's kind of the reason he's out there, is to be an agitator. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we see those couple those teams in the Western Conference Finals, because there's a lot of history between a lot of the players on those teams, because they've been around for such a long time that... Some things are bound to pop off. At the very least, we're going to be getting some great throwback footage. I'm going to take uh, one that's probably not all that popular. I got to be honest. Uh, Rockets Jazz for a third year in a row. I know you're going to say gross. Yuck. Uh, That being said, I think it'll be different this time. And I'm sort of doing it for a selfish reason. So last two years, if you remember last year, Jazz coach Quinn Snyder was basically playing defense behind James Harden. Uh, it was absolutely absurd thinking back to what he was doing. Although it was creative, Nick Nurse gets all the creativity points in Toronto. That was creative from uh, Quinn Snyder, but it didn't work out. I think it'll be a little different this time with Russell Westbrook in the mix, because who are you going to put Rudy Gobert on uh, with with this form of the the Houston Rockets? This is just so different. Last year he could guard Clint Capella. Now he might be on Russell Westbrook at times. I think he'd probably be on Daniel House, but if he's on Westbrook. You're going to see an angry Russell Westbrook. You're putting Rudy Gobert on this guy. Uh, so there's that part. Um, the Jazz have sort of, I think, when we've talked about the Western Conference standings, how pumped we are for, I'm pumped for most of the series. There's no doubt. But the one team I'm not that excited for is the Utah Jazz, to be honest. I, I just don't see them putting together enough good offense to beat basically anybody, uh, especially a, a Rockets team. Because aside from Donovan Mitchell, I just don't expect Rudy and Joe Ingles and Mike Conley to have good nights on the same night. I've been a big Mike Conley fan, but it's not going to work out all that well. So this, to me, though, it would make a first-round matchup watching the Jazz a little bit more palatable, a little bit more interesting because I don't see them going places. But against this Rockets team that they have a history with, that they'll get creative with, that there'll be some animosity towards, I think it'll be a little bit more fun than the previous two iterations of the Rockets taking care of business with the Jazz. Yeah, sure. Lee, what about you? I hope we have a repeat of the Eastern Conference Finals from last year, Raptors and Bucks. I think uh, the Bucks coming into the bubble, we thought they were going to be, you know, pretty much the same team we saw during the regular season, but we haven't seen that yet. And I think the Raptors have shown that they are a legit chance in, in the Eastern Conference. And I don't think, obviously, the Raptors have a singular defender as good as Kawhi from last season, but collectively, I think the Raptors' defense has improved enough. So I'd really like to see if, uh, you know, going up against Giannis, who's improved as well from last season, could the Raptors pull it off again? I think they could. I think they could. They'd need everything to go right. But I just think, look at the development of OG and Freddie Van Vliet as well. Like, these guys have grown. Norm Powell's had a good season as well. So... Again, no one is is going to replace exactly what Kawhi did in that sense, but I think just at that team defense, that team concept makes the Raptors better than they were last season. So uh, I'd love to see it. I think they they are the two best teams. I mean, the Celtics have been very very impressive as well, but I think it it would be great to see the Raptors and the Bucks go at it again in uh, in the finals. And uh, man, I don't know who I'd pick right now, but uh, did you I just think- say the Raptors, the defending champion Raptors, are better than they were last season? I, th- I think overall their defense, <laughs> I, I, I honestly think their defense is better collectively as a unit, I think, uh, because you've seen guys grow this year. Like, remember, OG didn't even play last season in the fi- in the playoffs. And so he's yeah. he's come along and he's That's because they better. had Kawhi. But, <laughs> so they didn't yeah. need him. He was injured. <laughs> they were better last year. He was injured last year, OG. Yeah, and uh, 
Freddie, Freddie, uh, Fred Van Vliet has really stepped up this year. So I, I, I just think the growth of that team, uh, and, and all season long, they've been very, very good. So uh, I, I think, I think it'd be great to see, and uh, whether or not um, the Bucks would put the Raptors away because they were up on them last year, and then they couldn't close it off, or, or would the Raptors be uh, be better? I, I, I think that would be a great series to watch. And we're recording this, you know, fairly early on a Wednesday. We don't have word yet on the suspension if it's coming for Giannis, do we? We don't know no. if he's getting a game or two or three for the headbutt on late Tuesday night to Mo Wagner, where he just right in the ear just dropped his head into him. Got ejected from that game, but a lot of us uh, suspect at least a game suspension. And Lee, you thought more, so maybe that I think goes two. into the playoffs. I think he's getting two. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't know yet. Um, just one final thing to bring it back to Lillard. I saw uh, um, Frazier approves on Twitter tweet this. I want to get your take, guys. He wrote, Damian Lillard is the evolutionary Gilbert Arenas. He can score like crazy and he's a lot of fun to watch, but he's not a transcendent talent. We get a guy like that in every generation. I just, I, what, I just interested to hear your thoughts on the comparison to Gilbert because I was talking not too long ago about like, yeah, Lillard, it just has that Iverson vibe to me when it's all said and done his career and stuff like that. The smaller guy just is, uh, you know, just a pit bull and can get you a ton of points and go off. We saw Iverson go for 50 and 60s and playoffs and stuff like that and hit big shots. But Gilbert Arenas, uh, what, do you, what do you guys, uh, you know, open up this, the floor here? What do you think of that comparison? I don't approve. Frazier approves. Uh, I think that I think he's, he's a little bit closer to Allen Iverson in that he'll have more of a cultural impact than a Gilbert Arenas did. Like, he won't have quite the cultural impact that Allen Iverson did, but he is a one-team guy. People think he's a loyalist. That's he's totally. It's totally true. He's got the the musical career. He's got more of a more of a even persona than Gilbert Arenas, which is something. Uh, so I think I think it's I think he's closer to AI. He's not on that level. Um, I don't think he'll ever be on an AI MVP level, take a team to the finals type level like that. AI did a lot. But more than Gill. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Lillard is closer to Iverson. I can see a world where Damian Lillard wins an MVP and takes his team to the finals. I think it's possible. Dirk Nowitzki did it, you know, and you wouldn't have thought that was the case heading into the 2011 part of his career. But there are definitely always players like this. Damian Lillard is not the best player in the league. He's not the best guard in the league. Maybe he's Clyde Drexler and also a Blazers legend, Mm -hmm. Uh, a guy who is very good, a Hall of Famer, a dream teamer, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. Damian Lillard's not Steph Curry. Yeah. Lee? Yeah, it's an interesting comparison to Steph Curry because if they switched teams, do you think the Warriors would have won three championships in five years with that supporting uh, cast? Man. I think you, I think they win a couple for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. because, you know, like if you put Steph on the Blazers, do they win a championship? Probably not, I don't think. Not with just him and yeah. CJ. Um, so, but Lillard, I mean, he, he's one of those guys, I think he, uh, he he's because he doesn't, you know, he, he's not quite as dramatic. There's not that same sort of emotion with him out on the court. Like, he sort of keeps it to himself. He does the tapping on the wrist, but he's not the sort of guy who, who gets, you know, goes crazy in front of the crowd. Like, he likes to get the crowd he into He just it does it times, differently. But, like, he's yeah. celebrating all the time. Just because he's not yelling doesn't mean he's not celebrating. Nothing to say to that, Lee. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, great. Okay, next one. How diddly dink, dank, doink, dinkers... With all the basketball getting crammed down our throats in the last week, I am finding it disappointing that none of it will count towards end-of-season awards. I wish the NBA would consider adding an end-of-bubble award 
introduced the most overall outstanding point score award or the Moops award, something that would recognize not just the highest point total, but the player that has the best looking buckets. My money would be on Booker after his game winner over PG the other night. Who do you guys think is the front runner for this dumb made up award? Love you guys turn up awesome. That's from Justin in San Diego. He obviously sent this in tasks. Before we knew there would be bubble awards. Uh, we talked about it on last night's show. There are going to be all bubble teams and a bubble MVP. This is sort of what Justin was uh, you know, basically talking about here in this email that came before that news. But what, what do you think of his uh, most overall outstanding point scorer award? Who would it be? I think there's enough room for the moops to go along with uh, <laughs> these other awards. Sure. Right? Because it's a different award. It's almost uh, the CFL award, you know, most outstanding player. It's... it's what people have been talking about in sort of NBA circles, we get a most valuable player. Uh, let's have the most outstanding, like offensive player, you know, yeah. something sort of like that just to have, because we need another award. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I would give it to, might be a little controversial here, uh, Nikola Jokic, because it's the most unique looking buckets going down because it's, you know, it's, I don't know if this is the white guy award or the least athletic guy award, um, even though Nikola Jokic is incredibly athletic. I just think that the buckets look a lot different. It's easy to give it to Dame for sure. Um, but I think there's a little bit more variety in the shots of Jokic uh, than Lillard. Lillard's are, are straight up three balls. Uh, Jokic has the the old man driveway game at times. Uh, the one-legged uh, fades, the one-legged shots, the post game. And I think Booker is getting the bubble MVP, so I can't give it to him. And and even though it would be easier to give it to Booker, he's had some dunks. He had a left-handed hammer on Tuesday, which was really nice. But I'm going Jokic. I think the variety is, is a little bit different. And he's not winning other awards, while those other two guys I mentioned could be. Uh, I mean, it's tough not to give it to Lillard after the crazy bounce that a three-pointer goes 15 yeah. feet in the air and drops. And then didn't he have one not too long ago where he got credited for a bucket that like ricocheted off mm. the opposition? Like that was a weird one too, if I remember. I think I, I think Lillard was involved in that play and got, yeah, and he got shot credit it. for that. Yeah. yeah, he shot it and then it was a rebound and somebody put it into his own bucket. Yeah, You're giving it that for the most outstanding points award? because They're unique. <laughs> They're yeah, very unique buckets. That's and true. then, oh yeah, he also just went for 51 and 61 too. But uh, yeah, I think I'd have to go Lillard. But I, I like your case for Jokic. Anyone else? Lee? No, I mean, it has to be Lillard after his uh, last three or four games. I mean, he's getting them from all over the place. I mean, yeah, I, like I love watching Jokic play, but uh, Lillard, just it just sort of feels like he's getting buckets whenever he wants them, whether it's the step backs, whether it's the bombs or driving inside. So yeah, him or Booker probably, I guess. Mm-hmm. See, I looked at it as best-looking buckets, best individual-made shots, and there's only three that really make the list for me. It's Booker's game winner against Paul George, an iconic shot with the virtual fans reacting in the background. That was great. Willard's bubble bounce, 20 feet up in the air, no doubt about it. My third contender would be Kyle Kuzma's game winner, but only the one that was shot on the rail cam because he's, like, running right next to the rail cam. That one, to me, looks scripted. The shot was money. It was an L.A. game. Uh, so I would put that one uh, in the nominees as well. Great. That was a great one. Yeah, and we have been talking about whether or not all those plays in front of the uh, the zip cam right in front of uh, like the, where you know the uh, the front row would be that camera zipping along are all scripted because it seems like every time they go to that camera even when it's in live play the bucket comes or the shot comes right in front of it and it looks 
awesome. I don't, I don't know how it works, man. I don't know how that works. I'm still confused by it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to defend my Jokic position. He hasn't had really had a crazy, like, one-off shot. I mean, he did have the the yeah. dad driveway shot yeah. right in your yeah, face. Yeah, the driveway dad Dirk. He's, that's yeah. a classic for him. Yeah. He's up there. That's a, I, I get where you're thinking. We all came yeah. at this question a little differently. We but, did. yeah, for sure. He gets some weird buckets, and he's he's unique. There's no doubt about that in today's game. Thanks for that email, Justin. Next one. Fellas, you're transported back in time to June 2019, and for some reason your task is to make the first selection in the NBA draft. Let's say you're not the Pelicans. You're just an average bottom-of-the-standings team with no huge positional need. Who do you pick, Zion Williamson or John Morant? The obvious answer is Zion, but I actually disagree. I think we really underestimate the risk of Zion's conditioning and injury issues. It's pretty wild that the Pelicans are resting him on back-to-backs after four months off here in the bubble. And yes, that's the right approach. If you have Zion, you need to be super cautious. But meanwhile, Ja is an awesome player, real leader, and in my opinion, he has made a better case for being a future star. He might have a slightly lower ceiling, but his risk is significantly lower. Who you got? Stern Pups, live in Crown Heights, Ty Lawson. (laughs) That's from Dan in Toronto. And he actually wrote, that's from Dan in Toronto, because I know. I'm not sure about you, Skeets, but I always say, that's from. So thanks, Dan, for writing that out. Uh, And listen, Dan, you made all the points that we're going to make. Let us make some points here. Uh, But but we definitely had this talk, I don't know, a month ago? Uh, But now after the bubble, I wanted to uh, get a new take on it. So Trey, what do you think? For me, it's still Zion. I know this has been an underwhelming rookie season for him. He's played 24 games right now. Hasn't looked great in the bubble, but to me, that means the worst case scenario is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin missed the entirety of his rookie year with a broken kneecap, and he's battled injuries as he's gotten older. He's had a lot of times where he's been out of the league, but he's also or out of out of the lineup. But he's also been an MVP candidate. He also made the Clippers a team that would want to acquire Chris Paul, which made it available for them to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George eventually. Blake Griffin put the Clippers on the map. I think any team would be happy to have a Blake Griffin. I think Zion can still be better than Blake Griffin. His rookie year has been a disappointment. You know, we were all hyped to see him in the preseason. Lee went down to the very first game down here uh, in Atlanta, and then we didn't get to see anything for months and months at a time, but now he's going to have a couple of months to work on his body. He should come into next season in the best shape he's ever been in. And, you know, after one year, I'm not ready to write a guy off. John Morant has been great, but there are a lot of great point guards in the league. They seem to come around a lot more often than big guys who can really make a difference for your team. Leo, what do you think? Are you worried at all? When you watch Zion run, let, let alone walk even, I mean, he's got the crazy gait. It's, yeah. that, that's the issue. You just look at it and like, wow, a guy that size is that... Can you can you sustain that somehow for a decade plus in the NBA, or will yeah. he always have injuries? I guess. Is the word. Well, that's the thing. If you only got a decade out of him, you're probably going to be disappointed, considering he's what 19 now. I mean, you'd you'd want to have a, a bit more of a, a longer term future. But uh, I mean, they're both uh, they're both brilliant. I think um, Ja Ja Morant. I mean, there is injury concerns with him just because I think he's going to hurt yeah. himself. Yeah. You know, uh, and he had a, he had a knee injury last year or in uh, college anyway, didn't he? I think. Um, yeah, and he's definitely had back problems as well. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, so I can sort of see them both. You know, you know, if they don't take care of themselves, could both be in trouble. But I see, you know, with Zion already, he's got so much strength and he's got so much power that he could almost be a baby shack in the paint when he when he really fills out. You know, and he and he gets that strength because uh, you see him pushing guys like Stephen Adams out the way, like 
not a lot of guys can do that. So he might not be, um, you know, he might not have these the hops and all that for his entire career. But if he's this down low and he can just bully guys out the way, then he's going to be able to get you twenty five a night easily and uh, and be pretty dominant. So I'd be happy with either one. But you're getting different players really. So it's just what do, what do you feel more comfortable with? A big guy who um, you know can get your baskets inside or the guy like the point guard like Jar Morant, who who probably will be able to shoot more and probably have those nights where he goes for fifty a bit more than uh, than Zion, but um, both come with a risk, but both come with very high ceilings too. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm by no means saying these players are comparable to Jar Morant or Zion, but a way I've been looking at this is, and maybe it's because I just brought his name up on the last beach step in Grant Hill, like. If Zion is Grant Hill, and what I mean by that is like burns bright for a couple years, has some like crazy MVP-like seasons, um, but then has injury concerns that derail his career, and maybe it's not that great. And John Morant is Jason Kidd. I mean, those were the co-rookie of the years. Um, so Jason Kidd, a Hall of Famer, great career, um, won a title, but of course not the best player on that team. It's like which one would you rather? Which one would you rather have if you were? starting a franchise um knowing that you're going john moran's going to be a kid-like career and zion's going to be like a grant hill-like career i don't know what my answer is to that honestly um i don't know if you guys have an opinion on that yeah it's it's that's totally fair uh and uh the blake griffin is totally fair at sort of the bottom of zion's floor i guess people are more worried about Zion just not being able to be on the floor, even less so than than Grant and Blake. I, I guess that's what yeah. that, the major yeah. concern is. Uh, and, and then, you know, is is he going to be? I saw this image; it's burned in my head about Zion getting big and looking like Booger McFarland, who's a, a, a former <laughs> NFL player. And now I can't get that out of my head. I mean, the the Lawrence Taylor comparisons have been made, uh, but. I, I just trust Zion. I trust the Pelican situation, how they're they're moving him along slowly. So uh, I would I would take Zion. Uh, I, I get everything you guys are saying. I want I want that higher ceiling, especially if I'm in a front office. Then I don't have to hit home runs as much on other parts of the roster because Zion, mm. the ceiling is just so high in comparison to Ja, who whose ceiling is really high as well. Like Jason Kidd is is a fair comparison, uh, but yeah, we we ba- barely seen him. He doesn't have really a, a game like he does, doesn't have a polished game whatsoever. He is just pushing guys. He is uh, scoring on broken plays, and he's still averaging over twenty. And that hasn't even that hasn't even been developed yet. And so, yeah, I, I'm trusting modern science. Like this isn't a Greg Oden situation. I think we're you know we we are further along here, and uh, I, I would trust. I would go with Zion, even though. I love me some jaw, but yeah, what what this the ceiling is just I think I think there is a pretty drastic difference uh, in yeah. the ceiling of those two dudes. That's fair. All right, next one. What's up, boys? I was watching ESPN and heard them advertise a double header from the bubble, and realized they should be calling them bubble headers. <laughs> what are some other things, basketball related or not, you think are missing opportunities for better names? That's from Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Um, JD, what do you, what do you got for this? Well, for basketball, uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this or I don't know if this is a thing actually, but the restricted area, I've always thought it should be called the forbidden zone. Cause it just sounds <laughs> cooler. Like don't go into the forbidden zone. Okay. Uh, I saw a movie when I was 12 called space hunter 
Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. <laughs> it was the first movie I ever saw in 3D at the theater. Oh, wild. Wow. It was maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. But anyways, <laughs> The Forbidden Zone. And then in hockey, they call they call the penalty box the sin bin, which I love. I've never, <laughs> yeah. never call it, uh, I never not call it the sin bin. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then outside of sports, like uh, Jackson as a kid, um, he referred to a hamburger patty once as a meaty circle. So we only call them meaty <laughs> circles from now on. And uh, he also uh, referred to uh, hanging out by a campfire. He he calls that campfiring, which I like. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. And uh, we call uh, PMS time in our house is called the red zone. Speaking of zones, <laughs> a lot of zones. <laughs> yeah, a lot of zones. Also, the forbidden zone, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you cannot mention the red zone when the red zone is happening. Mm. We all have a laugh about it afterwards, but. When it's happening, you you don't mention the red zone. <laughs> Meaty circles, I do remember coming up before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been that's been dropped in a podcast before, I think. Uh, yeah. No, though, what, no. what's the uh, what's the one burger chain that that doesn't do circles? Is that Burger King? Uh, uh, that's uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Arby's. Wendy's. 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 Yeah. Wendy's, does yeah. Wendy's. Meaty squares. Meaty squares. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds even worse than meaty circles somehow. Yeah, <laughs> right? You want to grab a meaty square tonight? <laughs> oh. oh, no thanks. Okay, those are good ones. Anything else to add? Uh, people have been calling the Suns, the Cinderella Suns, a lot in the bubble. Why not just Cinderellas? Yeah, it's good. It does sound kind of weird. Really good. It's a, the Cinderellas, you're thinking a lot more about Cinderella, I think, than the Suns. And as we talked about uh, on a podcast earlier this week... It's just a footlocker ad at the end of Cinderella, so maybe this is throwing people off. <laughs> well, and Sunzarella. Sunderella? Yeah, Sunderella, I guess. Um, I don't mind how it sounds, but I was going to use it in a title for one of our podcasts, and it just doesn't look that good. It's, it's a classic one of those, Trey. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. It definitely looks weird. You might have to throw weird. a hyphen after the sun. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's better than Sunzarella, though, because I tweeted that. And it, that <laughs> looks bad, doesn't sound good, doesn't really get the point across. Sunderella is better. <laughs> yeah, dash, yeah, the hyphen, hyphen. Mm. All right, anything else, you guys, uh, Taz, Lee? I'll, yeah, I'll throw in, uh, JD mentioned the sin bin in hockey. Uh, right now they're playing... The, the two bubble situations in Edmonton, which is on the uh, sort of closer to the west coast of Canada for those who don't know Canada, and Toronto. Uh, so I wished that they could have made it maybe Toronto and Ottawa because we could have had the North Pole and the South Pole bubble uh, just because they're sort of north and south of each other, even though the South Pole, you know, it's just, just a, it, I, I, it would have just visually would have made sense to me. I would just like to be able to see two bubbles at the North Pole and the South Pole because I think people don't really know that there's two bubbles going on in the NHL if they watch the NHL at all. Uh, so, yeah. Did that Brand hockey game end? Uh, yeah, it did. Period number eight. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is weird when you say period eight, too. Fifth overtime. Just say it that fifth way. Fifth right. overtime. The guy had, uh, the, the poor guy that had 85 saves lost, didn't he? Oh, brutality. I think so. I think that. <laughs> yeah, 85 saves. Not since Kelly Rudy back in the day against 70 plus saves. I love seeing that name. Kelly Rudy. That was a goalie name I remembered. I got Kelly Rudy on my shoulder. He's there a little shiny there, but there he's lying down. There awesome. Awesome. Wow. Fifth, fifth overtime. That's unreal. Lee, anything you want to, uh, you know, rename? Because you think it just sounds uh, I was better? trying to think of some, but I couldn't really come up with one. Your answer is just add a Y to everything. 
Yeah, there, there you go. Judge? Yeah, no, judgy. Yeah. There you go. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one here. Hi, No Dunkers. Watching Mello knock down another classic Mello game-winning three and seeing his three fingers hit his dome in classic Mello fashion got me thinking. Currently, who has the best signature celebration? Is it Mello or something like Jamal Murray's bow and arrow? Feel free to move this to other sports too, like Robbie Keane's classic roly-poly, then finger guns. What is that? Uh, <laughs> Robbie Keane. Do it for me, Lee. Well, he would score a goal and then he'd do like a somersault on the ground and then just do the like... Oh, yeah. he actually did a somersault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like, uh, I, t- I took that as like he rolls his fingers like this nah. and then boom, and then fires <laughs> nah, his nah. little finger. Uh, okay. One of the most overrated strikers in the history of football, by the way, Robbie Keane. Yeah. Got him! <laughs> e- English, I assume. He's Irish, actually. Oh, he's Irish. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh. Okay. okay. Uh, so many classics. Long-time commenter, messenger, emailer, first time being read out. Unless I wasn't, then here we go again. <laughs> uh, that's from George, and that's why I, I figured Keen was English, because this is coming from St. Albans, England. St. Albans, yeah. He, um, yeah, that's not really close to where he played either. Uh, maybe it's just... Uh, just he might just be a fan of the sport, guys. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, everybody just likes their own country, man. Yeah. That's it. Um, okay, so we talked about Dame Time and uh, pointing at the watch. I don't think he does that anymore. He, I don't think he's done that in the bubble. His teammates have for sure, but I don't he think didn't do, he didn't point. do it in the bubble. Are you sure? I thought I saw a photo. His of teammates were doing it. Yeah, but, you're right. Uh, teammates were definitely doing it. Uh, I think yeah. someone can steal it. Someone can take it right now from him, and then that would lead to another controversy or another uh, <laughs> a real real battle rivalry between that person and, and Damian Lillard it's got to be somebody good um, but I think there's an opportunity there because it probably is one of the best it, it is definitely one of the best but it's available Dame took his watch <laughs> off he doesn't wear a watch like a lot of people in modern society somebody can put on that watch and steal it Isaiah Thomas once upon a time remember that that mm-hmm. same season they were going back and forth about who actually mm. got to wear that watch so I guess it's his right now um I do love mellows I love the three to the head so you see I. that in pickup games and I also we haven't seen it for a long time but uh I like the Draymond flex because it's like he's putting his arms up but he's not really flexing his muscles you know it's just uh, kind of showing the elbows <laughs> I think that's good and if we're taking it off the basketball court Lee I know you love watching guys sock dingers you can compared judgy uh, to the great home run race of 1998. Sammy Sosa's hop in 98. Mm. That was incredible. Especially when he would do the hop and the ball would get to like the warning track. And it wasn't <laughs> quite a home run, but you know Sammy thought it was. He's got to end up jogging it out to second base. Great celebration. Yeah, it was kind of like a star jump almost, wasn't it? How he did it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, he's in the starfish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's in terms of the Jamal Murray's bow and arrow, I mean, Wes Matthews does that as well. I think Wes has been doing that since long before Jamal came along. Yeah. So I, I, I like that celebration too. Yeah, so do I. I, I, think I like great. only like a couple guys doing it though. If, yeah. Yeah. If it spread to everyone, it wouldn't be as, as cool. But yeah, yeah, if we have like two or three, four guys, whatever, doing it, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a couple yeah. Lego losses out there. But uh, in terms of best uh, celebration on the soccer pitch, it actually has to be Tim Cahill's with his uh, shadow boxing the corner flag after he scored. Former Everton, former Australian striker. He would score, then run over and just be. <laughs> It's great. Look it up on YouTube. That's the best celebration, I think. I think that's the best soccer celebration we've seen. It's great. Really? No love for Crouchy, the big robot. 
yeah, I mean, Crouchy's a fun, big, dorky guy, for sure. <laughs> but uh, Cahill's was great. I mean, Cahill, when he did it against Japan in the 2006 World Cup, like, it was just unbelievable. And then he, and then he, I mean, he'd been doing it before, but that was the one where he really, really did it because that was uh, the first win ever for Australia in the World Cup. So it was, you know, pretty emotional moment. What about Ronaldo's sort of jump, Lee? Are you a uh, fan of that? Hate, like, you know, I don't know how to describe I it. Hate, a, one, a 180 yeah. jump sort of flex type yeah, thing. Yeah, I hate that, actually. I just, it's just, I don't know. It's so weird. It's just, um, it's just not, like, I prefer a more traditional celebration like the guy Yeah, more traditional, off. like a guy going and boxing a flag <laughs> yeah, in the corner. You know, you know, you know just like, like, Ronaldo's is all about himself. You know, he wants to go and do that. He's a to goal scorer, man. Yeah, These guys know, are wired differently. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's just something weird about that. I don't like it. It's too. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's too it, Ronaldo. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's too Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, people, I, uh, I, what, about, with, what about dancing with a corner flag? There's guy. I don't know. If yeah. It's like a, I remember uh, what's his name. Uh, I love the dance. It's a little bit of salsa. It's a, it looks it looks like a, a Latin dance happening yeah. with the corner flag. I don't know yeah, if that's per, the, one particular guy. That? Cruz, well, right? a lot of the Brazilian yeah, players Cruz. have done that. Um, uh, in back in the day as well victor uh, cruz does that with what the pylon he would just i think or he would just, just do it in the end oh, zone i think just Trey, feel it you back that's, true, that. that's true that's yeah. true uh, so back at the, the peak of the victor cruz era with uh yeah. old eli throwing bombs mm. yeah i was i was gonna say like trey said i i am a huge fan of the of the mellow three to the dome like i'll do it watching games like mellow will hit one and i'll the boom boom like it's just fun to do for some reason uh and yeah even if you're playing or whatever so it's just and then, it's great and then you'll get the occasional if uh they get a slow-mo of mellow the uh the uh, beads of sweat come off yeah of it and, yeah and, and it looks, looks cool. freaking amazing it does look cool and it's so simple too all right, great question there, George. Um, lots more cues still to get to, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. Guys, let's have a frank discussion about pubic hair. Last night, I started feeling a tad uncomfortable while Lee was reading his Manscaped ad. I'm not going to lie. I guess I was a little worried that maybe he was sharing a bit too much information. <laughs> But you know what? If a man wants to talk about getting his body ready to have sex with his wife on his anniversary on this podcast, I'm all for it. Hats off to you, Lee. I hope you get the tap next week. And again, we're all looking forward to that report. So yeah, let's get real. Pubes. We don't need them. We have clothes now. And evolution apparently didn't get the memo. Thankfully, we have Manscaped. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. And hey, have fun with it. Get creative. I gave my penis a flat top the other day. We call him Sarge now. Too much information? No such thing. With the perfect package 3.0, you'll also find the Crop Reviver, a below the belt toner that's designed to give you a pep in your step and smell great. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC20, which it's definitely the ATHLETIC20 <laughs> at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. The Athletic is the website. 20 is the percentage you get off. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, that's $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC20. All right, back into the questions. This one's a good one from Matt. Hello, No Dunks crew, first-time emailer. I've been listening since the TBJ days, way back in the day. To set up this question, I'd like to share an amazing MLB Say What? Where beloved Twins broadcaster Dick Bremer is astonished when Justin Morneau informs him of the Canadian-slash-British alphabet using Z instead of Z. A late-inning discussion in a boring game led to Morneau, Morneau excuse me, bringing up a Canadian kids' book, and I think we have the clip here. I actually do have a book that's called, I'll say it, Z for Zamboni, or if I'll say it Canadian, Z for Zamboni, but okay. I'll through the alphabet, and it's all different hockey. Wait a minute. In the Canadian alphabet, the Z is called Z? This is the first time you've heard this? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Fouled away. I've, I've never heard that before. X, Y, Z as opposed to X, Y, Z. I'm not, I'm, I'm dead serious right now. Anybody in the truck heard this? That the <laughs> last, really? Okay. Well, anybody that's worked hockey's worked with you know, half the league's Canadian, so. My question for you, writes Matt, when have you had your mind blown by a similarly mundane fact? For me, it's the gas pump indicator on a car's <laughs> dashboard. Again, that's Matt P. coming through with that question. Thank you for that clip, that little MLB say what. Uh, nice to hear the, the Rounders music as well in the mix. Love baseball. We love baseball. If you didn't hear the other ad read the other night, man. Um, I'll get us started with this, these you know, mundane facts that maybe you, you've learned. I've got, a, I've got one that is, and then I have a question for you guys. Croissants. You know how much effort it goes into making a croissant? Mm. I had no idea. And <laughs> a lot of layers. It's a lot of layers, Trey. You have to leave it a lot of times for you know it to set and stuff like that. I guess what I'm getting at is croissants should should cost like ten times more than they do. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, so. It's there for the amount of effort that has to go into them for what their price point is that you can just buy at a bakery. It's like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like it should be a lot more. So that's one. The other one is really weird. And again, sort of a question and I'm sure I'll get shot down very quickly. I've been having this weird thought because it's been raining a lot here in Atlanta. We got to get a French drain put in the side of our house, all that, blah, 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 blah. But because there's been so much rain and the, you know we got big trees over here, I'm like I'm looking at my gutters, right? I'm like, uh, you know, I probably get those cleaned, but I don't have a big enough ladder to get up on my roof. Like I'll do it. I, I'm not, I don't have a steep roof, but I just can't get up there. And I started thinking, how does someone buy a large ladder? Because how do I get a really large ladder to my house? Mm. Like, is it sent to me? 
uh, like, what do you do? Like, how, how do and I just like, I'm fascinated by this thought. Cause like, I have a normal six foot size ladder. I have that, but I need a bigger one. What, what, what do you do if you got a, I got a small Trax, a Chevy great. Trax. How the hell am I going to get a giant ladder from Home Depot to my house, Tass? It's a great question, Skeets. Uh, well, it's folded down into sections. I guess it's not folded, well, it, but it's like... Those are, I mean, I was, a, I was a window washer, my man. I know big ladders. And yeah. they're, they're big. They're, even the ones that obviously extend, they're still big. I know big, big ladders. ladders, okay? Yeah. Yeah, but it's the same thing as... You can't transport anything in the Chevy tracks. You need a pickup. Anything you need a pickup for, you could do with a ladder. I mean, that that didn't make sense what I just said. If I had a pickup, I can get one of these giant ladders? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Because it's not full length at all times. It breaks down into, you know, like five increments of the equal length. And it's not that much bigger than your ladder afterwards i mean it's bigger ah, but not, yeah it's bigger to me uh, okay I don't okay know. you got a you got a roof rack on that tracks no i don't mm. yeah. i guess that yeah. could be another option no uh, i do always feel weird when i see somebody with something really long in the back of a pickup truck and it's hanging out way farther than their truck but they just put like a little piece of orange tape on it and you're like okay i guess that's up to spec <laughs> I guess you've reached the codes and the requirements. Totally fine to be on the road with this. I'm sure it won't tip out. Yeah. I mean, another option is we just get a couple people in the tracks and we just hold it out the window while we sure. drive home. Okay. That, that I actually feel like that's more safe than me attaching this giant ladder to my tracks. Oh, yeah. I trust you guys just to hold it more. Are you going to have Nora hold the bottom of the ladder, though, when you do have to get up the top? Uh, I mean, I'll either, sure, yeah, but also I could just hammer something. Like, you know, you can put something at the base of it if yeah. you want. But you should have somebody hold it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if, 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 you, if, if you're not, no, no, but if you're not an experienced uh, ladder person, I mean, because if you get up there and it's, you know, a little bro, bit I off. Could, bro, I could dance up that ladder, man. I could do the Victor Cruz up that ladder. Uh, I'm right. a water bug on these things. Oh, man. <laughs> But, but you're right. You got to be careful. I've had friends fall off ladders. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not Because <laughs> that's it's the thing. It's, it's, it, when you line it up, you know, the, the weight can sort of shift as you go up on it. For and sure. if, you, if you've For got sure. it sort of weighing in one direction, then it's, uh, it's dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, most people, the going up and getting on a, on a roof, let's say that's not for everybody. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot of people don't like heights or you're right. They're, they're not, they don't trust their balance or yeah. whatever. Getting the most difficult part is getting from the roof back onto the ladder. Yeah, oh, that, right. that's that's the tricky part. Uh, we, you got to you got to step with confidence uh, on that one. Yeah, we had someone come and repair a, uh, an issue with our roof a, a while ago, and this guy, honestly, it was like a twenty-five foot uh, ladder, and he climbed up with all the equipment on there and climbed up by himself. I had to go inside because I was was so worried. Yeah, that he was gonna. I was just gonna see a body just like falling down, but. Uh, it's scary. Like, I mean, like, because if you, you know, you're carrying all that stuff, if you just tip it slightly in one way, and he didn't, like, he had a good stand at the bottom of it, but it just didn't feel all that safe. And then he climbed up on the roof, went over and did it. And then, yeah, he came back. And I'm like, you just, I think you need someone to hold that ladder while you're getting on there. But, uh, but he didn't. So, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, be careful. I'm also, I'm not going to, uh, I refuse to go buy a giant ladder. So I think my neighbor has one. I think I'm going to do the classic, can I borrow your giant ladder? <laughs> like classic move. Yeah, I mean, why? If it's right there. He's using it once a year too. I mean, 
I'll say, here, I can buy you a case of beer. Let me use your ladder. Like, everybody wins. It's a win-win then. Right? I don't have to drive. I don't have to have you guys come over, get in my Chevy tracks, <laughs> hold the giant ladder while we bring it back from Home Depot. Then I got to store the thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my mundane facts. <laughs> what do you guys have? I think it's weird that the lighter was invented before matches were invented. As you look at matches, they're made of wood. Wood catches on fire. But somehow the technology of a lighter where you're actually flicking it and holding it down and releasing that gas onto the flame, that came before matches that you just go, shh, shh. it feels like matches would have just been accidentally invented, you know, 500 years ago when something caught on fire. They're like, oh, we can use this tiny fire to catch everything else on fire. But I guess they had to figure out flints before they figured out whatever the little igniting stuff is at the tip yeah. of a match. But it was just very weird to me when I, when I, whenever I found that out because matches seem so analog Whereas a lighter feels like the bare basics of technology, but still technology. Yeah, it's a good one. What do you What do you got, uh, Lee? Well, I, I don't know if it's a fact so much as a, it's something that's interesting. Is when because uh, the U.S. is the only country that has Fahrenheit still to record uh, temperature, right? And people really seem to be like completely unable to figure out what a sort of comparative temperature is, right? And it's not that hard. It's not that hard because, you know, I grew up watching American shows. So like Fahrenheit was kind of introduced from an early age. And, yeah. you know, 70s, not too bad. 80s, it's starting to get warm. 90s and over is pretty hot. Below 70s, it's cooling down. And if you get down to like the 40s, you know it's a cold day. But some people here, if you say to someone like, oh, it's like uh, 60 degrees, like, oh, I have no idea what that is. I don't have any idea. It's like... <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably fine. You might need a little jacket on, but that's it, you know? But people are like, no, I can't possibly comprehend what it is that I have to do in that temperature. There's just no way of doing it. So, you know, it, I don't think it's that big a deal. I, I would like, agree with that, but also I'm just as guilty as, like, if you tell me you're 180 centimeters or something, like, I... I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I'm like, how tall are you? 10 feet tall or two feet tall? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, again, like, you're about, and, about 179 centimetres, I would say. <laughs> Trey's, Trey's, about, um, Trey, Trey's about 195, I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, I struggle with that. That one's yeah. weird. And what about, like, uh, stones? How many stones am I? Like? Yeah, well, so stone, 2.2 uh, uh, kilos per stone. Oh, boy. So you are, uh, how many kilos are you? I have no idea. Yeah. You're about uh, you're about 140. Huh? No, a bit more than that. No, I'm 150. probably about 150. 150 yeah. pounds. Yeah. 100, oh, 150 pounds. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So kilos, you're probably about. Uh, no, no stone. You're probably. Okay, don't worry uh, about it. It says a stone. One stone is 14 pounds. Oh, there you go. So almost 11 stone. Yeah. Oh, that does sound Not cool. Bad. Yeah, very fun cool. to say it like that. Yeah, about 11 stones. I'm fluctuating between 10 and 12 stones right now, depending on the day. Um, okay, so you don't let, so is he, yeah, so the Fahrenheit, you're just like, you're concerned about people not being able to figure out the temperature when they know it's Like the when Fahrenheit. they really lose their mind over it, you know, like, it's like, I don't know what that temperature is. I don't know anything about Fahrenheit. It's like, well, it's not, you know, it's not completely, it's not so hard to figure out. If it's in the 70s, it's a nice day. Just think about it like that and, and go go backwards and forward from there. The more over 70 it gets, the hotter it gets, below 70, it's cooler. That's it. But if, if someone says they had 71 degrees outside, they're like, nice, it's going to be a nice day. <laughs> well, not if it's raining. Well, just because it's raining doesn't mean it's a bad day, does it? Ooh. 
Guess not. Not if you're a plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tess, what do you got for this? Um, Anything? Well, I, I found it strange when I was, uh, I read once that pigs can't look up at the sky. They just can't look up enough. They can't, they don't have enough bend in their neck to look up. They don't have enough flexibility in their neck to look up. So I guess that's where they're murdered from is up high. So they can't see it coming. Mm, wow. Uh, well, it was bleak. No, but they, you know, they, 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 they could see, let's say up maybe half of a tall ladder. But they'll never, they'll never know what the sky looks like ever. They spend all day outside. They don't know wow. if it's raining. They don't know yeah. where the rain is coming from. Oh, this is a hose. No clue or about the temperature. Yeah. Mm. No, so I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Can they? Well, I was like, can they lie on their back and somehow see up? But maybe probably not. Eh? Where no, their eyes are located? They're they're side liars. Mm. They spoon. Mm. Yeah. They J- can't. JD, you got any cool facts for us? <laughs> uh, well, with. Uh, with bubble, we're we're, uh, we're we're in the midst of the bubble, and uh, mm-hmm. we have a show called Bubble Wrap that we exclusively own the rights to. <laughs> um, but it, I I did a little Google, and I I found out that bubble wrap was originally made to be wallpaper. Did you know this? Wow, what? I did the same googling, and I saw that. Weird. Crazy. So yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? The bubble wrap that I'm thinking of, the ones that I was popping on the yeah. show the other night? Yeah. yeah. They, the, the two guys that invented it, they, they, they sealed two shower curtains together and bubbles formed it like the bubble wrap that you see. And they thought, you know what we could do? We could sell this as wallpaper. Let's go out and sell it as wallpaper, which failed immediately, obviously, because <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then they realize, oh, we could also wrap stuff in it so that it doesn't get damaged in transit. So, but wallpaper, that's it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, I guess it's like, when, when was this? Give me a, 1957. Give me a what? Say again? 1957. Oh, okay. I mean, because like, weren't there, there was a time where people were putting carpet on their walls. Sure. Yeah. yeah right. You're right. So. Yeah. The texture. I don't mm-hmm. know. That is, that is strange. Though. That's more of the seventies. So maybe they were just ahead of their time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Could have been. All right, lots of nice little facts for you. Make sure you fact check <laughs> us on all those, though. We don't really yeah, know if they're please. true. Um, let's get to the next one. No ducks. First time, long time. Thanks for all the great content during quarantine. Not sure if this question has ever been discussed before, but here we go. Depth of talent on a roster can have a significant impact on winning championships. But time and time again, the teams that win always have superstars leading the way. It got me thinking. Can you make a cha- a championship caliber team comprised only of current players without all star appearances? So current players, no all star appearances. Okay, that's from Max. We can do this. We can do this, Max. We're gonna do this together, though. Ooh. All right. I'm gonna give a bunch of guys that have never had an all star appearance at a particular position, and we can sort of vote on who we would put into our starting lineup. All right. So. Before we start, I'm sure I'm going to miss a few out there. You can get upset with me. Tweet at me, at Jiggy Skeets. I don't care. Point guard. I put three guys down on the list for our championship team we're going to try and build that never made an all-star team. John Morant, I mean, obviously, being a rookie. De'Aaron Fox. And then SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Which of those three guys do you want to put on our, as our point guard for our championship team here? Oof. Tough. I mean, all all three are great. Can I can I throw Jamal Murray in there? No, he's not a point guard in my opinion. What is he? 
He's more of a shooting guard, I think. But uh, I have him in the shooting guard list. I'm doing a classic Lee Ellis here. Jesus. It's it's infuriating, isn't it? Um, Yeah, of those three, you got to pick Lee. Uh, Give me... You would take Jamal Murray over any of those three, by the way? I I, I mean, I had him, him, you know, expected him to make the all-star team this year. He started off pretty badly, but um, uh, give me Shea. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll take I'll take Shea too because okay. I would take Ja probably as a guy long term. Um, but I I assume the rest of our team is going to need a little defense, and I think Shea's length is going to help us out. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. Let's go Shea, shooting guard. This is where I put Jamal Murray. Lee. Um, he's like a point shooting guard. Um, C.J. McCollum, Zach Levine, and Jamal Murray. Eesh. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> Trey, you go first. Who are you picking from that? Uh, I think I'm going C.J. McCollum in that one. I mean, I think Zach Levine has become a little bit underrated at this point because he's playing on a dumb team and it, with a dumb coach, and it seems like all he can do is score points. But he does score points pretty well. Uh, that being said, I think I'm still taking C.J. He's a little bit closer to that all-star level, and he's had some playoff reps. Yeah, okay. C.J. is the most accomplished so far out of those three. So, okay. uh, yeah, it'd be down to him or Jamal for me. Zach's a little bit further behind, so C.J., Okay, okay. Hey, just, uh, just to piss you off here, Skeets, are you getting Jalen Brown in as a small Jesus, forward? Jesus, just let me get to the next position. Yes, all right. Well, you never know, man. Small You're not forward. being Marcus Smart about this. We could have got Marcus Smart forward. in there. Ooh. Marcus Smart isn't making this team. Jesus. Um, Jalen Brown, Michael Porter Jr., Karis LeVert. As a small Jaylen. forward. Jalen. I think yeah, yeah. Jalen, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. love the defense we're going to get there. Okay, so we got SGA right now, CJ, Jalen Brown. Power forwards. Zion Williamson, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, John Collins. I put as a, I was trying to keep it to three all the time here. Um, I guess are we going Zion? I guess we got it. Yeah, Ooh. I think so. I think you probably would, but I don't know. That's a tough call. This is a very young team to try and win a championship. That's why, yeah, they haven't got all star <laughs> appearances yet. Um, yeah, it probably goes Zion. Okay, we're go- we're going Zion. Lee dropped his mic, so we can't get his yeah. on this. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Sounds good, actually. Yeah. Sounds better. All right. And our center position, Miles Turner, Serge Ibaka, Montrez Harrell. Serge. Yeah, it sort of felt like having a, a vet guy on the squad here. He's a proven champion. Man, mm. good. My, Miles Turner is good, too. Uh, yeah, but he's... Oh, man. He, he hasn't had a good bubble, Miles Turner. He's frustrating at both ends. Defensively, yeah. oh man, he gets he gets killed a lot of the times defensively, and offensively, falls in love with that three pointer a little too much. Okay, okay, I, I'm fine with Serge. I'm, I'm down with that. So that's SGA, CJ McCollum, Jalen Brown, Zion Williamson, Serge Ibaka. Our sixth man is going to be probably Lou Williams. Um, could be Eric Gordon. Could be Fred Van Vliet, who I could have thrown obviously into one of those guard mixes. TJ Warren might be in the mix here now after his bubble performance. We're going to have a vet on our team like Rudy Gay or Mike Conley. That's oh, yeah. a pretty damn good team. I think uh, we're going to be challenging for a title. I don't know if we're going to win it, but uh, it's a good, I don't know, if we took even some of those other guys, we can, we can have 10 really damn good guys on our team. So the answer is yes, Max, we can do it. We just did. <laughs> did we lose a mic in the process? Yeah. Everything all right over there, Lee? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. It just fell off, but it's back on. So I think we're good. Sounding all right, JD? I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just saw you just I what? just heard like 
And then yeah. I looked at the Zoom and like Lee was picking up his mic from the floor, it appeared. And it just <laughs> fell over. All right. Throw Lee in the sin bin, JD. Yeah. <laughs> Sup, boys? Listening to a bubble wrap pod from a few days ago, I never thought I'd hear Lee say, That's facts, boy. That's facts. <laughs> While talking about the Lillard PG beef. I couldn't believe my ears. I had to replay that soundbite numerous times. I probably replayed it at least 30 to 40 times <laughs> since. Even with my friend in the car, which to his confusion and annoyance asked, what the hell are we listening to? So my question is, what is one thing you've heard that for a while you couldn't stop replaying or saying, whether it's a song or a soundbite or a phrase, etc.? Turn up. Love you guys. That's from Randall in Jersey. What do you have, Trey? Been watching a ton of games on League Pass broadband, so you get the same commercials repeated. And the one that I can't stop singing is Lauren Gray on the Lenovo Nova. Alone, 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 alone with you. We've heard that commercial and that song so many times, and it's on during the day that I was sitting on the couch the other day, flipping through a Magic School Bus book, and she's like, Daddy, We've heard this commercial a thousand times. I was like, yeah, yeah, we have. I'm not going to be downloading Alone by Lauren Gray, but it does sound great coming out of the Lenovo Nova laptop. Only available at Best Buy. Alone, 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 alone with you. Oh, brutal song. Brutal. Uh, yeah, you get uh, you, the amount of basketball that we've watched over the last two weeks, you... You're right. We have seen the same commercials on repeat oh, over and over. Just thank God we don't have the starter show anymore. We would have been seeing the starters ad, ad nauseum, I'm sure. Um, yeah, okay. Hey, what do you got, uh, Tass? Well, this is an oldie. Uh, there's an old song, T-Pain. I'm going to buy you a drink. And at one point he says, I'm T-Pain. And I just, I can't stop. I change the words because it's just, it's this annoying, like, uh, part where I just, I keep saying, I'm T-Pain, you're T-Pain, I'm T-Pain, you're T-Pain, and I'm T-Pain. And it just, it's just so sing-songy that T-Pain can get out of my head. Uh, yeah, he did it. He did it. He did that T Pain mic. He got sold. He sold a lot of mics with that auto tune thing. Mm-hmm. He got me. He got me. Lee, what's something? Uh, what's a phrase or a song or whatever you can't get out of your head? Well, it was a soundbite. It's turned into a phrase every time we fire up the zooms. Uh, you hear it from a couple of us. It's just yo yo yo. I wrote that down too, Lee. It's my first thing. Mo Birdie's yo yo yo. You're right. One of us, if not two of us, always do it when we fire up these zooms. Yo yo yo. I know I'm guilty. I do it all the time. What a great one. That's a great I, I would add to that too. I always find myself going, swim up, bar, looking oh, good. Yeah. But I'll change it to whatever, like, Nora's cookies looking good. Like, anything added to looking good from camp is, uh, is funny. And the final one I do a lot is uh, the Jared Greenberg, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> I drop a lot of you betchas on people. Those are my three. Oh, the yo-yo-yo is spot on, though. JD, anything? Yeah, mine's a musical one as well. Uh, the, the kids have, uh, they're constantly searching and discovering new old music. Uh, right now, it's uh, Still Dre, uh, the song uh, from uh, 2001 Chronic. Uh, but they, there's the, the part at the very end where Snoop Dogg says, nine, five plus four pennies. They thought he said, nine, five plus four penis. 
So they've been constantly walking around the house going, nine, five, plus four, penis. Constantly. Just to each other. Just to each other, to me, to their mother, anyone who will listen. So it's kind of caught on. So it's sort of a a random, spontaneous drop that happens in real life. So nine, five, plus four, penis. Just coming up with new drops, left and right, meaty circles, nine, five, plus four, penis. (laughs) That's great. Add that shit up. Should be a reality show. It's a, it uh, adds new meaning to uh, sticky icky icky. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, clean that shit up. Um, number nine here of ten emails. Don't leave us. Hello, no stinky dinks. Oh my god, so much penis talk. Like many of us during this pandemic, I've had to adjust the way I work out. I no longer go to the gym and instead do some exercises at home. I also picked up running, which I used to hate. Now it's turned into a love-hate relationship with running, so much so that I want to do a half marathon next year. Good for you. Do you have any advice or tips for someone who's training for their first half marathon? Whether it's the type of workouts or footwear, anything would be helpful. Turnips, smell you guys, got them. That's from Tyler in Texas. Skeets, I think this is for you. Well, I mean, yeah, go get it, Tyler. I'm not going to take long because I don't want to bore the uh, non-runners out there. A lot of this stuff is out there on the on the internet, um, and you're going to get better advice than I'm ever going to give you. Now, I will say, I'd like to know if, like, are you jumping, Tyler, right to the half marathon? Have you done 5Ks? Have you, you know, done 10Ks? Yeah, it's, it's helpful to work your way up, um, but again, you can do it for sure, and... Try and set a goal and then find your sort of uh, your time, put it in the Internet and you're going to get like things you should do, Um, both, you know, speed workouts and longer workouts. I would also say, and I've said this before to a bunch of new runners, like if you could find a run group, it's really, really helpful because there are people that really know their stuff. It's a lot of fun. It adds a social element to running. But right now during a pandemic, you know, a little difficult with run groups. So, uh, you know, maybe in the future, that's something you consider. But that's all I have to add. I also get asked a lot, Tass, like about footwear. It's such a weird question to me. Like, you know, what shoes do you wear? What shoes should I wear? It's like, it's impossible to answer because like everybody's foot's different. A shoe that I'm going to like, you might hate, vice versa. So you like, you really, again, need to go to an expert or actually go in and just try shoes on and see what works. So... Uh, yeah, I get to ask that a lot, and I really don't know what to say to that. It's almost like, uh, dude, it, it, what I even say, like, just because I like training in the Zoom Fly SPs, like, that doesn't mean you're going to like them. You might hate them. So you really just got to you gotta try them or at least go and talk to an expert. I agree. And if you, it's easy, just like, as you said, even if you haven't done a, a half marathon, you can pump in, type in 10K to a uh, to a Nike app, and it'll give you... Yeah, your periodic little run table that you got to do for the next three oh, 100%. weeks. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. yeah, it's it's very helpful. I mean, you you, tr- you got to get into. If it depends how serious you want to take it. Do you just want to finish a half marathon? Do you have a goal in mind? Like it's these are all like follow up questions for Tyler. But well, Tass, you're running a lot more recently. Like, do you have a? Is there? Do you see something in your future? You're like, I'd like to do a marathon or a half marathon or whatever. Or is it just more? You just like, enjoy getting out there to stay fit and stuff like that. Well, actually. Um, I faked this email. Oh, it's you. I wrote, I wrote it because I wanted to see what, what your answer was. Because I, I uh, yeah, I think I, I think maybe me and Tyler will be buds and uh, we'll run a half marathon together. I think there I put in, go. I put in uh, a 10k into that Nike app, and mm-hmm. it asks you when's your race date, and so I put in, uh, I think it was the, towards the end of August, 
and uh, and then so you know I was doing my uh, my speed running on Monday, my my you know standard endurance uh, run on Tuesday, yep. and then you know I did a few weeks of that, and I was getting up to 10k, and then all of a sudden the Nike app just farted and and poof goes my schedule. Oh, and so, that's not good. And so now I'm. I don't know what to do. Technology has failed me. What am I supposed to do? I don't know how to run without an app. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Maybe go back to the 10K route. But, yeah, I'm not, seri- yeah, I'm not serious I'm not serious about a, a time, I don't think. I just want to probably just do it. Just to, Do it. Do it. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. around the half. Uh, our buddy you know. Jared, yep. he, he qualified for the Boston Marathon, which, of course, was canceled. But they're doing the race virtually, Lee. So... You have like a window to run the marathon in, and if you know you send in your time or whatever, it's tracked on one of these apps. Like you're you're, you're sent something, you're sent a medal, I believe, for you know finishing Boston Marathon. But I'm gonna be helping him out. I'm gonna be biking beside him, like doing water like handoffs and stuff like that. But, I'll probably uh, run a little bit with him too. But what sort of a, 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 a track are you gonna get? Like you're just gonna just run until he runs the forty-two. He's, he's got it mapped out. I mean, Jared's a planner. Um, yeah, yeah, he has a lot of Beltline action. Uh, from his place and yeah out and back wow. out and back basically go 13.1 miles turn it around come on back <laughs> it's gonna be wow. great. yeah that's yeah. alright good luck it's one thing to do it when you've got crowds you know yeah. hyped up it's uh, oh my god it's a whole other thing just to do it uh, but he'll 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 power through he'll power should through. we make fan wait. signs I love to support a race through the neighborhood 100% Trey we, we'll, we can make that come by right right by your place for sure Excellent. I'll be out there. Okay. Give me some good puns. Some good dent-involved puns. <laughs> Putting a dent in that time. Mmm. Dibs. Oh, that, done. Start writing it up. All right, final one here before we go. Ayo. Everyone, everyone knows that a boat needs a name. True, true. So my question is, what should Trey name his John boat that he's definitely getting? My suggestion is John Boat Jovi. <laughs> Also, do you guys know if Kobe ever followed Kendall Marshall on Twitter? <laughs> Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Marco from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, great question, Marco. The Kobe following Kendall Marshall. It's a long, long time joke. Throwback um, to way back in the day. I don't know the answer to it. I guess not. I, I, I don't think so. Sorry, Kendall. But uh, Trey, thoughts on the John Boat Jovi? John Boat Jovi is very good. Uh, I can't deny it, but I'm probably not going to name my boat after a 1980s rocker. I'm not Lee Ellis. Um, I'm going with Rippin' Lips. That's going to be the name of the boat. But, you know, for a nickname, I'll probably occasionally call it John Lure and any other sort of NBA-related name. Feel free to toss them at me. And with regards to getting a boat, we've been cleared to get a boat around here. It's just going to take until next year. Laura's like, if you still want a boat next year, at least I can understand it. If you can prove to me that you want to be fishing for six months, uh, you can make a terrible decision and use this a couple of times. But at least we're not doing it now. Yeah, that's smart. That's mm-hmm. smart because you know you're you're really into it right now. But yeah, let's uh, let's see where you're at six months from now. It's a great call by Laura. Oh yeah, I think exactly. you'll be there. I think you'll be there for sure. Uh, yeah, it's still going to be nice out. That's the thing is, uh, in Georgia, you're getting, I don't know, 10 months outdoor fishing on the lakes. You got to love it. Uh, so yeah, I'm checking the sale sites all the time. You know, I'm texting people. I'm trying to get everybody on board with it. They pop up. There's always another boat. There's always another fish. I'd like to catch one of each. I, uh, 
I saw Graydon recently too because there was talk you were going to go half sea with uh, Graydon on a John boat, and uh, he shared that news when he was here with Tara and his wife. That was the first she had heard of it. <laughs> Shocker. What? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, you didn't know? You don't listen to the podcast? I think they're buying a boat together and they're going to park it at your place. What? No, they're not. <laughs> so you got tons of street room. You know, put it right in front of the house. So, uh, you know, she came around on it. <laughs> yeah, see, you can eventually talk almost everybody into getting a boat. And then once you have it, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be like, why? Why? Like Tass yeah. has said, the quote about owning a boat is that you hate owning a boat. There are two days you like having it, but still, people want them. People want that first day. Yeah. That's, and you got right. someone to transport it. You can just put it on the track's roof, Skeet's roof. <laughs> I'll just hold it. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. As, as we drive behind your station wagon. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You got to name a boat, though. That is true. That is a, definitely a fact that I think uh, we all knew. You can't have a boat out there on the water. It doesn't have no a doubt. name. Lee, what would you name your boat if you had one, mate? Boaty. <laughs> hey, Bodie face. Bodie face. Yeah, but hey, listen, uh, follow the Yacht Mogul on Instagram if you want to uh, get really envious about boats. They have some incredible things out there. A little bit out of our price range right now, but uh, it's one of my favorite new accounts to follow. It's just incredible, some of the, uh, some of the yachts out there, some of the toys that uh, people have. So that, that's what I'm hoping for if I ever get a boat, one from that. Hey, man, start with the Johnny, wake your, work your way up <laughs> to a yachty. Yeah. <laughs> all right let's call it there another fun episode of beach stepping thanks to all of you guys for all your great questions keep them coming no dunks at theathletic.com tweet them in at no dunks inc if you're catching this early enough on wednesday join us tonight either live on youtube or catch the podcast for our 14th consecutive bubble wrap podcast yes that's right we did number uh, lucky number 13 last night so Two weeks straight of bubble wrap, though. The seeding games are wrapping up, and uh, we're figuring out what we're going to be doing come playoff time. Schedule might change a little bit, but we are going to drop some playoff previews podcasts uh, before they tip those games. So you're going to have to keep an eye on that, whether it be on Friday or the weekend. Um, We also, of course, have the bit of a, not an issue, but you have the play-in games and when that wraps up and who's the eighth seed, but we'll get to them all and we'll make our predictions. We'll talk out all those series and key things to watch. Those are always some of our favorite podcasts to do. So we'll have those coming up for you a little bit later in the week. But like I said, the bubble wrap still continues. Got a few more left in the can. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Lil Yachty is not the name of a boat. It's the name of a man. (laughs) Brace the day, people. You could stay, ooh, every day.